Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Again, a place where you can learn all about electric bikes. Sometimes I hope that I am teaching you something. uh, And sometimes we have guests on that hopefully can teach you something or give you another resource as well. And today I have a guest. I have actually had the opportunity to be interviewed by him. So now we get to reverse roles a little bit. So this is exciting. Uh, But I have Ryan from E-Bike Escape. So if you want to learn all about him and what he's doing in relation to e-bikes, then stick around. Once again, I'm Kyle Chittock, the owner of Bolton E-Bikes, and you're listening to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Well, thank you, Ryan, for being on my podcast today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited for it. So this is not the first time that we've had a conversation. Uh, you had actually reached out to me uh, about your YouTube channel, and we got a chance to to chat a little bit about things there. I guess, why don't you tell us what e-bike escape is and, and what you're doing? Let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I first got into e-bikes in 2018, and so in, in our first e-bike was a rad power bike. So that's kind of the first time that I got excited about e-bikes and subsequently started the uh, Rad Power Bikes Forum at radowners.com. I saw there was kind of a a gap of information for obviously one of the the biggest brand in e-bikes. And then, you know, shortly after that in 2020, kind of launched e-bike escape to do, you know, expand broader into different e-bike brands and talk about all sorts of things that people who are purchasing electric bikes uh, want to know uh, accessories and and obviously uh, bikes as well. Okay, so you're building up kind of an online presence, just resource information for people to talk to each other, something for people to search for. Sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So, what is that website that you just mentioned? Maybe I didn't catch that. Yes, two main spots to find uh, some of the content I put out. So, radowners.com is the forum that I run for Rad Power Bikes owners. We're over 2,500 members now. And then the main site, which is uh, broadly applicable to e-bikes and e-bike accessories is ebikeescape.com. Got it. Awesome. Well, cool. So you got into the Rad Power Bikes, which that's how a lot of people get started. I mean, they're they're everywhere, plastering, advertising, and they sell a lot of bicycles. So uh, that makes sense. And uh, obviously, I sell some upgrades and parts and pieces for those as well, just because there's so many people that have those bikes and, you know, they get into it and then uh, it makes total sense what you wanted to do is uh, kind of broaden your horizons on e-bikes from there because there's so many other brands and things out there. Now, are you still riding the Rad Power bikes or have you gotten into other e-bikes at this point? Yeah, so we still have our original uh, 2018 Rad Wagon, I think. 4,400 miles or so, still on it, still running just fine. Obviously, there's been uh, a couple different iterations uh, since then. And then we always kind of feel like as a family that we'll always have some sort of cargo electric bike. So that's kind of why we still have that one because it still serves us well. But then we have a a garage just uh, full of different e-bikes, obviously for reviewing and then, you know, a handful that we use regularly for uh, different purposes. Awesome. So what is your favorite e-bike, just if it's you, to go ride, if you're not needing to, to haul people or kids or groceries or whatever it is? 
Yeah. So I would say the the most fun might be the aerial rider bikes, uh, moped style bikes. Uh, obviously, I don't really use those for um, for pedaling as much. If I want to get some exercise, um, I still have a Ride One Up Limited, and that's kind of what we use as an everything. Hey, let's get some exercise. But if I'm just cruising around having fun, definitely the the two models from Aerial Rider are uh, a blast. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I have one of the juiced scrambler type bikes here at the shop for testing and and trying to fit things. We've been trying to make an upgrade kit for that, but controllers and everything are back ordered like everything else. So it hasn't quite gotten into production yet, but it's uh, it's being worked on. But yeah, I find that one, I agree. It's, it's fun to ride uh, that style of bike, but for pedaling exercise, it's it's kind of terrible. <laughs> so compared to other bikes, you know, it's not that you can't pedal. It just is not ideal for it. Yeah, the combination of the wide seat doesn't make it super comfortable for a lot of people. That's why it's, I always, you know, I get a lot of questions, as, as I'm sure you do as well. And they say, should I buy whatever moped style electric bike or I don't know, you know, just something that has a normal frame style. It's like those are two completely different experiences. So you should really narrow down what style of bike you want. And then you should decide, OK, what in this category, what is the best e-bike for me? Absolutely. So are you getting a lot of uh, inquiries through your website and YouTube channel from people that are just asking, hey, what bike should I buy? Not Usually it's a little bit more specific. Uh, they'll give me a list of five e-bikes. Which one should I buy? Uh, or comments. I feel like one of the great things is there's so many bikes on the market that pretty much anyone can find a bike that's going to suit exactly their needs. But yeah, lots of questions about what model should I buy? Should I get buy this one versus this one? And and obviously, it's it's difficult to sometimes give recommendations when you know I myself haven't uh, hopped on one. I, <laughs> I prefer to kind of say, well, I've been on this one, so I'm probably a little bit biased there. But obviously, I can look at specs and, and kind of guide them in the right direction. But it's impossible to test every e-bike, as you know, as well. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I wish there was like one place where it was just like every single model of every single bike. But can you imagine how many bikes there would have to be? Like, it'd be completely insane. It would be also, in my opinion, even if that was theoretically possible, it'd be completely overwhelming. I think it'd be too many options. People would show up and be like, uh, now I'm more confused than ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Though I feel like there's uh, definitely some interesting things happening with uh, test riding. I don't know if you're familiar with E-Bikes USA, I think it's called, and in Cherry Creek in Colorado. They have a lot of models that people can test ride. So I I kind of think that's really interesting and the fact that they're just working with even these direct-to-consumer brands. So that's super interesting, perhaps a good use case for others to follow. Yeah, I was just on the, the phone with Hushman, the owner of eBikes USA, earlier this week. We, we talk fairly often and keep in touch. And he's been bugging me about the, uh, the Blackbird bikes that currently I only sell direct-to-consumer. And uh, I've told him this before. Now, basically, the, those bikes were just, we can't keep them in stock yet. They're always sold out. So it's kind of like, well, I can't really let anybody resell them because I don't have any to re- to let go for that purpose. But yeah, he's a good guy and, and in a really good spot and knows what he's doing. So he might be the first place other than here in California that gets his hands on some. I don't know what that arrangement will, will look like quite yet, but we have certainly been talking about it. And yeah, he's got a great selection there where it's like, Bikes that normally, like you said, would only be direct to consumer, like a Saunders or I don't remember. There's a bunch of them, but you can actually go there and see them and ride them. And some of them even purchase some. 
of course, for a, a little bit of a price premium, but they offer a lot of service to go with that. Uh, so it's interesting to see all the different uh, avenues people are taking to, to get e-bikes out there and get people on them. Uh, all sorts of interesting things happening for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, Rad Power is trying to almost go away from, not away from, but definitely going to change things up, I think, with their direct-to-consumer model where it's all online. Uh, now it's starting to open up more stores and, you know, it, it kind of hinted at doing more things that are going to be big and different. And I assume that's a big part of their plan is is to just have a bunch of retail stores out across the country where people can actually see the bikes before they order them online. Because uh, that, that is a challenge. Yeah. And not, and not only that, I mean, I don't remember the stat when we kind of last got an update, but even their their mobile service, so like delivery, they'll set it up right there for you. But yeah, I mean, if you glance at the Rad Power Bikes uh, job openings, you'll be, uh, it gives you a pretty good idea of what they have planned. And it's just I'm crazy. I mean, they, they raised so much money earlier this year. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, they're, they're definitely getting into some other uh, avenues that perhaps other brands maybe just aren't quite at that scale where they can do the same. So yeah, it's, it's funny when you, you talk about people saying, oh, which bike should I buy? You know, here's five different bikes. And you're like, well, I haven't seen half of these in person. So I, I don't know. I, I get the same kind of questions. And, and sometimes the ones I, and I think your answer is right. You know, you mentioned asking, you know, what are they going to use it for and, and different things like that. And you look at the specs and, and like you said, you can give them some guidance as, well, this one isn't really going to do what you want. This one's a better fit, you know, without having seen it. Uh, I will often have people that will email me and just say, I am a six foot two male. I weigh 235 pounds and I have a dog. What e-bike should I buy? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's tricky. Well, and I, I don't give them any suggestions for a question like that. And if you're listening to this and those are the things you're thinking, give me a little more to go on, a little more information, because I'm usually going to fire you an email right back that says, well, what are you going to use the e-bike for? What do you want? Where do you plan on writing it? What do you intend on doing with it? And then the last question I usually ask, which has been the most helpful, is are there any e-bikes you have looked at that you are interested in or you know, you like certain features of, you know, and then usually from there we can, we can narrow it down quite a bit, but there's, there's just so many options. I, I can understand the question why they're so vague sometimes. Cause they're just like, there's too many options out there. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I think a, another good tip is really to kind of, I mean, not, not only focus on the type of bike, but also I always recommend people stick with a brand that has some history, right? Like look at some of these Facebook groups, hear what actual people are saying. I mean, even if people are watching my video, it's like, well, I'm just one example. Go check out their Facebook group, do some searching, see what real owners feel about their customer service. How long have they been in business? Are they known to respond to people in a timely manner? And, you know, that can help guide your way too. And, and of course, price is, is obviously a, a big consideration uh, for folks as well. Absolutely, for sure. Those are all good things to point out. I'm switching gears a little bit here, but it's on my mind, so I'm going to ask it anyway. Am I correct in thinking that I've seen you do some other e-bike reviews? Are, are you having e-bike companies reaching out to you now to check out their bikes or do videos on bikes they have coming out? Yeah, here and there. Earlier this year, I was a, a bit worried about how many bikes would be in stock to review, so I kind of got a jump on it earlier this year. And uh, 
now I'm a bit overwhelmed, um, but uh, getting reviews out there and the weather here. So I, I'm in Wisconsin and the weather has not been cooperating between the rain and the cold. It's starting to get nicer now, but there's been a bit of a, a delay. But uh, yeah, so got plenty of models still in the garage that I have to kind of spend a little bit of time with and, and film and, and all sorts of that, that fun stuff. That's great because at least you're getting an opportunity, obviously, once the weather clears up for you a little bit to ride a bunch of different e-bikes. And it really is eye-opening, I think, when you get more and more brands delivered to you and you have to set them up and unbox them. And you really get a feel for what the quality is like between different brands. And sometimes I am pleasantly surprised by what shows up. And sometimes I'm a little disappointed (laughs) by what shows up. It's a mixed bag, but it's interesting. You get a, a unique opportunity to see a bunch of different e-bikes and, you know, how do they compare? How do they show up? Um, you know, sometimes you get a feel for their customer service when you're having these communications, but, you know, obviously they want you to have a good, good impression. So sometimes it might be a little uh, more favorable in their communication. But yeah, I've, I've had some interesting, interesting e-bikes show up. I'm kind of in, the, in a similar boat where I have a bunch that I need to review. So it's going to be just constant. I need to keep pumping videos out every week, just specifically for e-bike reviews over the next month. I had the same concern or worry that, you know, if everybody's out of stock, there's going to be no bikes to review. Cause that's kind of what happened last year. I had companies reach out for reviews, say, Hey, we're going to send you a bike. And then a month later, they're like, I'm sorry, we don't have one. We can even send you. So definitely felt or thought the same, same things, but it seems like, uh, there's enough companies that are motivated to get their bikes out there that they're contacting me on a, a daily basis or close to it. Early on, uh, I kind of made the conscious decision to really kind of hone in on a, a few different brands that I, if I had you know unlimited funds, these are the bikes that I'd like to check out. So that's if you look at my YouTube channel, you'll you'll definitely notice that trend and some new new bikes as well, uh, which has been nice. But yeah, I I focused at first on on brands that. I really think have an interesting uh, value proposition. Are there any things I'm just curious that you wouldn't review? Because I kind of have some criteria set for myself, but if somebody offers you an e-bike of a certain type, do you have kind of a certain range of things you want to cover? Or are you going to be pretty flexible on the types of electric bikes or scooters or skateboards or wonder what sort of things you're going to get into? Usually I like to try to stick with, uh, again, a bike that I could see someone wanting for the price. And I think um, that comes down to more like I don't try to go too much in the, the lower end. Uh, like, for instance, I haven't reviewed anything that might perhaps be sold just on Amazon. I know there's probably still some good brands on there. But yeah, I mean, if, if I feel like it's a, a company that I think it's worth showcasing their bike, obviously, it totally depends on what current bikes I have to review you know, I will obviously take a look at it. I mean, I love hopping on them, even if it's not something that's super compelling. I, I haven't run into that where I'm like very disappointed in, in the quality <laughs> of a bike to date anyway, but I'm sure there's bikes that, that people buy that have, you know, maybe like Walmart grade components and you're just like, eh, I don't know if this is something I'd recommend to other folks. But. Yeah. I, I try and make a, a point to spot those early when they contact me and just tell them, you know, I really don't think my audience is going to be interested in this bike. So I'm not going to review it, and you probably don't want me to review it. It's probably in uh, in everybody's best interest if we just skip this one. I've had that come up a, a few times. Mostly, I, I think, uh, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. 
what are bikes people would actually want and stick with those. And early on, you know, year or two ago, you might see a couple of odd bike reviews I did because I kind of wanted to test it a little bit and see like, well, I don't know if people are going to be interested in this. Let's find out. And then based on the reaction of those videos, you quickly find out sometimes. Are there any e-bike things you are hoping come out soon or things you're looking forward to, new ideas? Uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are on e-bikes and not necessarily what are they lacking, but uh, are there things you're you're hoping are going to change moving forward? Yeah, well, I feel like maybe on the uh, on the more expensive side of bikes, so I got the chance to re- test out the like the Serial One electric bikes from Harley Davidson, and so that was my first testing out the Enviolo uh, Automatique, which is their automatic shifting ah, nice. with the belt drive, and that was like a whole different biking experience. And, and I know they're expensive. Uh, you don't need to leave a comment <laughs> and complain about how expensive they are. But I mean, you know, for some people, you have to look at the d- demographics and some people want a bike that they literally don't have to think about. And and I've, now I've tested a, a few bikes that have belt drives. So that is very interesting. Obviously, those a couple of them have been single speeds. But yeah, I really like the, the belt drive systems and, and just the uh, internally geared hub just from a maintenance perspective. That stuff is pretty exciting to me. I would say like a more unique bike that we're reviewing. So I'm not sure if you watch Shark Tank, but uh, or or saw the company. Um, oh, I love bikes. Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. So he, Aaron Powell, the the CEO of that company, uh, pitched. Gosh, maybe about a month ago now, and um, he got a deal with two sharks. And 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 this fits really for our family. I mean, that's why I think that's compelling. Uh, you know, it has the, you know something it has a, a front basket, so you can have your kids in front of you. You can get groceries and it's, it's, uh, it's an e-bike and you can haul tons of cargo. So that stuff is like pretty exciting and different and not something that a lot of people are doing in the, in the U.S., especially in the, the cargo bike space. And what was the, the brand name of that one again? Yeah, it was Bunch Bikes. I interviewed uh, the CEO uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so you can check that out if you want. He's just a super nice guy. And yeah, I'm excited to see where that company goes. He's got like an Indiegogo campaign for like a, a cheaper way of like turning a regular bike into a, a cargo e-bike. And I'll, that review will be uh, live in the next few weeks, some footage with my family and I. So that's, it's been a lot of fun. And for those that can't quite picture what Ryan's talking about, imagine a traditional like Dutch style cargo bike where the back half of the bike looks like a normal bike. And you can tell me if I'm saying the wrong thing here from what I'm envisioning. But then you have this big like wooden box in front of you and so you have a three-wheel design two wheels in front one in back so that way all of your cargo or kids uh, in seats whatever it is are right in front of you where you can see it so that very very popular in europe but but i would agree that in the u.s that's kind of rare there aren't that many brands here doing anything like that so that'll be interesting to see how well that goes it's definitely a niche market especially caters towards cities or, or cities where people live where there's a lot of bike infrastructure and you know they're expensive there's no question about it but as a complete car replacement uh, it's something that is still pretty interesting in my opinion uh, now you said you interviewed the ceo of this company and are you going to to do some videos and things on one of these bikes so you're going to have one of these soon as well yeah yeah absolutely it's sitting in the garage awaiting uh the you know some of the nicer weather and um so actually, it's interesting. The they ship it on a pallet, 
and it's a very large pallet. So similar <laughs> to, I guess, if you're if you order a motorcycle online or something, just comes on a skid. I put it right in our uh, garage. And the, one of the great things is that obviously, you know, pretty much zero chance of, of damage. Like you can't stack it on there. Obviously, it's, it's just a box around it. There's not even a whole lot of packaging because it is in, you know, a semi basically. And but one of the great things is it's such a great customer experience because the bike is just ready to go, you know, as soon as you take it off that skid. So that was kind of an in- interesting experience, especially when you kind of hear horror stories with shipping and, and direct to consumer brand. One of the main benefits of that bike. Got it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There's uh, not too many brands that ship things like a hundred percent assembled where you just kind of roll it off and it's ready to go. So that's uh Obviously, it's part of the the price that you pay to get something like that. But we do a lot of LTL freight shipping similar to that. And yeah, I know that that's, in my opinion, that's a better way to do it and you get less damage. Not that it doesn't happen. We had a, a Warthog bike, you know, one of our more expensive models in shipping. We had the freight company contact us the other week and they're like, um, so the truck and trailer that your shipment was in rolled over. Do you want us to deliver the bike still to the customer, the box, or should we send it back to you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you should send it back to us. That could be pretty bad. And yeah, they, they brought it back and the box was demolished. And surprisingly, pulled the bike out and there was like one little scuff scratch on the front uh, of the frame where the logo is. And that was the only damage. From the box, it looked it looked pretty bad. But I was like, wow, that's actually survived pretty well for the whole truck rolling over. Sometimes there's just, there's nothing we could have done to prevent that from happening, but we try our best. Well, cool. That's an exciting one. I'm, I'll have to keep an eye on that and see uh, how well those bikes do. I'd love to have something like that. We kind of have our, our trike, but it doesn't have a, as big of a box as those. I'd love to have something like that just for running packages over to the UPS store on occasion. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. The three wheel definitely makes it a little bit interesting and, and they sell three different models. They sent us the original, but they also have like a school bus. It can hold up to six kids. So like for daycares and stuff, I don't know. Just uh, pretty fun uh, e-bikes for sure. That's super cool. I want one of those just to have at my house to put like my kids and all their cousins on. I don't know that that's practical. Well, it's not practical in any way, but I would still want one. I just think that's cool. Is it one of those where all the kids can pedal too? It is not. No, you throw them in there. You got some belts and uh, yeah, they're, but they're in front of you, which is nice. Yeah, I've seen there's i uh, I'm sure you've, you've seen what I'm talking about, too. There's these big, they're usually, I think, four wheels. But in Europe, they are like a school bus where you can have like eight, 10, 12 kids and each seat has its own pedals. So the kids can sit there and pedal a little bit. I don't know how much they're really helping, <laughs> but hey, whatever little bit they've got helps, right? They've got lots of energy. So awesome. That's cool. So belt drives are, are of interest to you. Internal hubs. Those are definitely things uh, I'm paying attention to as well. You know, we're getting more and more requests for those types of things. Obviously, the cost is a factor. I think if somebody can come out yeah. with a belt drive system with an internal hub that's just bulletproof, reliable and affordable, they will have an immediate winner. But right now, the cost is still higher. So I'm sure somebody will do it. I don't know who, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Yeah, that would be great to see because it, it sure is nice. Any other e-bikes you're waiting to review you want to tell us about? If you don't want to spoil it for your own uh, channel, that's fine. Or maybe you'll tell us and then people will want to go check it out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we we just finished up uh, reviewing the Rad Mission 1, the Ride 1 Up Roadster, which is a single speed belt drive bike. I have the KBO Hurricane, which is 
uh, pretty similar. So I'm kind of have all these three uh, e-bikes that'll be all out soon, all single speed bikes, two with belts, and all coming in around the $1,100 price point. So got it. That sounds like it'd be. Uh, I thought about this. Be cool to do like a you know five way shootout if you ever get five bikes that are all like targeted to the exact same market, same price kind of thing, and see which one uh, wins out. I don't know. Just to throwing ideas out there. So many different bikes. It's it's hard to know what to do with them. For me, I've been trying to do more giveaways and been trying to think. Okay, I'm getting tired of the the online random giveaway. We got to find some more exciting ways. So hopefully, people see some interesting things happen over the next month. We're trying to think of fun ideas for that. So you mentioned you are getting uh, e-bikes a lot for your family, commuting, grocery store, things like that. Do you get into like uh, mountain biking or anything like that at all? Yeah. So um, we have a pair of mountain bikes, not electric. And we, you know, we're pretty fortunate in, in our area that there are a lot of great trails. So I'm kind of waiting and hoping to, uh, to eventually review some of these more uh, mountain bike uh, capable bikes, uh, really from from any brand, just to kind of check them out and, and see uh, see how they do. I know I, we kind of got back from a, a trip, and I was hoping to do some off road snow riding with our Unirow all wheel drive bike, and uh, the snow kind of uh, melted before I got to take that on on some fat <laughs> bike trails. But yeah, that's definitely an area that I'm looking to expand in, like outside of just uh, commuting. Would love to have some more capable bikes to try to take them off road um, and and see what they can do for sure. Okay, I always have to ask that just because mountain biking is one of the things I grew up doing, and I just I love mountain biking. It's a ton of fun. Like I got really into road biking for a while, and I was like, you know, just addicted to you know just maintaining good speeds and being smooth and all these things. And then one day I got back on the mountain bike, and I'm like, wow, this is so much fun. Why did I stop doing that for a little while? And so now it's just, I, I try and always put in a, a mix with every ride if, if I possibly can. Hit some trails, hit some roads, and just throw it all in there. One last question I've got for you. And, and of course, if you have questions for me, you're welcome to ask too, since we, we got you on here. Kind of a trick question of sorts. What would you like to see specifically from Bolton e-bikes? It can be anything. Oh, okay. This is a good question. I think <laughs> I think I have a pretty good answer. I mean, I, I've been following you pretty closely. I think what I'd like to see is some more commuter style e-bikes. I feel like a lot of the bikes on Bolton e-bikes are fat tire bikes. And I think that's great, great for a lot of people. I mean, it's awesome. They have so many options. And of course, they are wildly popular. But we find that, um, you know, even even for our use case, if we're going in the city a lot, you know, there's just increased rolling resistance. And of course those, I mean, you, uh, you can commute on a a fat tire bike. No, don't let anyone tell you can't. Um, but just from an efficiency perspective, range perspective, that's kind of what we view as like the idea. We got our cargo bike and then we kind of have a more city oriented bike that's still comfortable to ride around and you can put like panniers and, and still versatile and those sort of things. But yeah, I think that would be my answer to that. Yeah, and, and we did some videos on the, the Bolton e-bikes controller. So I did want to mention that because we, we upgraded our, or my brother has a, a Radwagon 4, and that was a, a really fun project. So kudos to you for developing those third-party accessories. Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, hopefully that added the power <laughs> you guys were looking for to that bike. It was impressive. 
you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I had a ton of people on the Rad Owners Forum talk about the upgrades, but until you experience it, it's really hard to understand just how much more power, especially when you're looking at something like the Rad Wagon 4, which is a super heavy bike. And uh, if you want to have a lot of cargo, you know, having that extra power available when you need it can make a huge difference. So, you know, the upgrade's not for everyone. We, we don't feel like we need to upgrade ours because with our little one, we're traveling at slower speeds these days. Uh, but I can definitely now see more of the use case. I agree. It's one of those things you have to experience it. And that kind of goes for any e-bike of any type that's anything different from what you've ridden. If you're not sure what to get, if you're asking these questions about e-bikes, if you're not sure if this upgrade is worth it, any of those things, like if at all possible, I know this is hard to do since most things are online, but if at all possible, I always recommend try and find somebody locally who has something similar to what you're looking for and take it for a test ride if you can, whether it's at a bike shop or or something else, because that can just answer so many questions experiencing it versus just talking about it online. It's just not the same thing. Yeah. And especially if you live in a bigger city, I mean, and you have a brand in mind, go check out the Facebook group. I've seen so many times people are like, Hey, I live in this city. Would, if someone has a a bike, I'd love to test it out. That's a great option as well. Of course, bike shops too. Yeah. I think that's always a a smart thing to do. Well, thank you for your suggestion on the commuter bike. I'm never sure what to expect. And I haven't asked that question a lot on these podcast interviews, but I think I need to do it more just to see like, you know, if somebody could pick one thing that I would do new or different, what would it be? I don't have a commuter bike per se in the works. We have a couple of bikes in development that I'm hoping to release very soon that are just definitely going into production this year. And we're trying to gear up and make parts and pieces for those now that haven't been announced. Uh, And there is one prototype that I've been talking to one of my suppliers about making. And when I say prototype, I mean like I haven't even seen pictures (laughs) at this point. It's just in the talking point, gathering parts and pieces and trying it. But I have something that I think could be qualified as a commuter bike of sorts but of course with a Bolton e-bikes spin on it uh, that I do really look forward to trying out. I don't know if anybody will really want it the way I want it built or if they'll like it or if they'll think it's crazy, but I'm still going to have one made and we're going to see what it can do. It should be a lot of fun. So uh, that's all the information I have that I can share at the moment, but there might be something that's a little more street oriented, a little more commuter oriented that we're going to test out. Hopefully sometime in the next few months, I'll get my hands on it. Though so, one of the benefits is obviously, I'm just looking at your website, just looking at all the fat tire bikes. I mean, pretty much any fat tire bike, you want a mid-drive, you want rear hub motor, different combinations. You know, it's nice to have all of those options. <laughs> yeah, we do have a fair amount of fat bike options. And that was one of the reasons for uh, making the deal with the guys over at Bike Tricks was to get some other options that aren't fat tires, like the, the Stunner and the Stunner Step Through, which have a skinny tire. And I have them here in my shop next to all the other bikes. And occasionally we get somebody that likes those, but I still, for some reason, just see people gravitate towards the the fatter, wider tires. So that's what's been working for us. And, and we'll probably still be focused that way to some degree. But I know it's different for every company and, and who their audience is and who they're talking to. I mean, I, I don't know if I could sell a scrambler style moped bike very well, 
but I know there's huge brands like Super 73, and that's all they do. Obviously, there's a market for all of these different things. And I know that I can't sell all types of e-bikes to everybody. So we also have to put some some limits on ourselves sometimes too. Yeah. And the, the bike tricks, I, I think that's a really interesting brand. I haven't stepped on one, but I'm really interested in reviewing. I like their variety of lineup. Yeah, they have a, a pretty good variety. A lot of options from upright bikes with, you know, swept back handlebars to full suspension, fat bikes with dual batteries. So uh, a pretty good variance there. And and I've been pleased uh, with the quality and their service and everything. And they've been growing pretty steadily the last uh, few years. Uh, a really good option for people in Canada, since that's where they're based. But they ship all over North America into the U.S. Uh, so pretty versatile company. So uh, I think that's been working out pretty well. The Stunner X, which is a step-through model they offer, uh, has been the most popular one for me to sell to customers. So that's uh, interesting to just to see what uh, what other companies are doing. And yeah, they've, they've been good guys. So uh, very good uh, people to do business with, in my experience. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't have them listed on my website as well. Well, thank you very much for being on the podcast, Ryan. Hopefully we can uh, keep in touch and uh, chat again in the future, whether it's here on the Bolton e-bikes podcast or, or maybe on uh, one of your website videos or something else that's going on. Once again, uh, just let everybody know where they can find you if they want to check out your information, what bikes you've reviewed, uh, and see what sort of information you have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first off, if you're a Rad Power Bikes owner or you're looking into Rad Power Bikes, check out our forum. That's radowners.com. So much information there. It's actually hard for me to keep up these days, but a great resource. And it's a lot easier to search, in my opinion, than the Facebook group. So something to keep in mind. And then everywhere else, we're eBike Escape, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube channel, and eBikeEscape.com. We have an accessories list there. If you want to check out, we try to feature uh, a lot of accessories for these bikes. That's a huge focus for us uh, outside of reviewing bikes. So. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I think you're doing good work and educating people about e-bikes. Uh, to me, that's a, a big hole that needs to be filled right now. So I appreciate that you're stepping in uh, and helping the industry with that. And I appreciate you being on the podcast today. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Kyle. All right. And to everyone listening, once again, if you're not on our email list and you don't know when these podcast episodes are coming out, they do come out every Tuesday. And if you want a friendly reminder, you can just go to ebikepodcast.com. And that's where you can find our newsletter and sign up. And as a plus or a bonus, I have been putting some of these episodes, usually the solo episodes, not the interviews like today, uh, but I've been some doing video versions of some of these episodes before they're released to everyone else live on the YouTube channel for members of the YouTube channel. So if you want to see some of these podcast episodes and even ask questions live during some of the episodes, you can also find those on YouTube if you decide to join the membership. Otherwise, we release these for free every Tuesday on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you on another Tuesday. Music